This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. Alrighty, alrighty, there we go. How you doing, my man, Mr. Sports Illustrated, sir? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, you got to change that intro now. I, just I know. Up. That's not- no, I know. I know. I- we got to. We got to update the intro now, and uh, as uh, as he's uh, in his new place, how's it going the first week there? It's good. It's good. It's been fun. Um, it's been uh, it's it's been it's been a challenge in the sense that it's it's just different, which is cool. I was at the same place for eight years, so um, you know it's always all these new different you know processes and stuff. But it's been great. I uh, published my first piece yesterday. There's a few more coming this week, so. Hopefully people read it and uh, hopefully people keep uh, clicking and checking it out. Is it is there a uh, a spot that they could go to to bookmark or something like that? Your articles and things like that. Yeah, so there's um there's just a, an author page. If you if you Google Mad Verderam and Sports Illustrated, um, there's a page right there that you can go to and you'll see all the articles that I that I write uh, throughout uh, the course of time. There you go, folks. So if you uh, want to follow him there at Sports Illustrated now, you can uh, check out all of his work. Uh, so did the uh, Jets convince Aaron Rodgers? Did they Were they all having this conversation in a dark room is the question. That, is, that actually is a great question. Like, did they do this with any lights on or was it just was it just people screaming across the room and hoping that everyone is still there? Aaron, uh, you still there? Aaron, you there? We can't see you. Look, I will say this right up front. Anybody who says they know how this is going to play out is a liar because it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the Jets, anything is possible. This could happen tonight. This could happen in a month. This could never happen. I mean, it it just, who knows? I'm actually in the middle of writing a story right now where I'm talking to different sources who have been in personnel departments or are in personnel departments. And I've, I've asked them, look, like, what what would you trade for him? And so uh, that'll that'll be out later this week. I think it'll surprise some people. Um, but if you're the Jets, like obviously he's a much better quarterback than you've had since Joe Namath. But he's going to be 40, and he's really expensive. And he's also kind of a headache. Like, at what point? Do you say to the Packers, we're not going to go further than X trade package? And I I think that's going to be really interesting because the Packers right now, I think people are acting like they have all this leverage. Who else is going to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Like, where else is he going? So if you're the Jets, like, how much are you giving up knowing that there's really nowhere else? At least it's obvious at this point. Listen, both trades, Lamar Jackson, you got to give him a fully guaranteed contract, which is what he wants, right? Apparently, that's what he wants. And you're going to have to give Baltimore two first-round picks, and you've got to be willing to change your entire offense for him. Plus, he's been injury-prone the last two years because he's a running quarterback who's going to take punishment that's not going to change. He's all of a sudden not going to become a pocket passer like Tom Brady and get rid of it in 2.6 seconds every down. That's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, like you just said, he 
He's approaching 40. He's a pain in the ass. You don't even know if he's really going to be with you for a year or two. Even if he makes a two-year commitment, you don't even know if he changes his mind after one year. He's a total flake. And his numbers are declining now a little bit. So none of these trades are slam dunks. You know what I'm saying? No. And, and, and to me, that that's where, you know, when people start talking about this and then, you know, oh, it's a conspiracy with Lamar and, couple teams are dropping out. No, dude, they're dropping out. It's not because they're conspiring, saying, yeah, none of us are going to. Bullshit, dude. If these owners have a player they think they that, that can help them win, brother, they're going to sign them. They don't care. Yeah, they not- don't care at all about that. They're not, they're not all going to get together and go against one player for some purpose. Or, bullshit, dude. They, they signed Deshaun Watson. And why? Because Cleveland is stupid and desperate, and they thought that they could win with Deshaun Watson. That's it. That's it. So if somebody is desperate, they will sign Lamar Jackson. Teams that are stepping out, it's because it's really not that easy of a trade as people make it out to be. Really. I I agree with you. I I think the collusion stuff is so overblown, in in my opinion, in, in this regard. Like you just said, if there was some team out there that thought he was the missing piece, they would tell every other owner to go scratch, and they would just do it. You think Jerry Jones would sit there and go, yeah, you know, well, you know, we all agreed around a table. <laughs> Come on. This is the National Football League, okay? These guys, they are, for the lack They're of ruthless. Better, They're ruthless. Yeah, they want to win, period. Now, was it bizarre that – all these teams yesterday in the span of about an hour were like, we're out, we're out, we're out. Yeah, yes, but I would point to a different part of this. Some of that can also be a negotiating ploy where you're just telling everybody you're not involved, you're not involved, you're not involved, and you're trying to drive a price down a little bit. I, I do think at some point he will talk to some of these teams. Now, maybe there's no offer. Maybe it just becomes, what do you want? Okay, we're not willing to go that far. Okay, fine. I do think some of these teams will talk to him. Because if you're Atlanta, you're going to tell me you're good with Desmond Ritter? Like you're just good, that's it? I mean, that's a building you need to be able to sell tickets in. That said, talking to him and giving up 230, 250 guaranteed, and two first-round picks, that's different. That's a lot. I don't care who you are. It's a lot. Now, maybe some team will eventually do it, but you're asking for a fortune and you're giving up multiple picks. There are real hurdles that, that those those hurdles exist. Hey, can I have a little fun with it? <laughs> Go Matt, it. maybe all these teams came out because they don't have an agent to contact to tell them no. So they had to say in public, "Yo, Lamar, we're not interested, bro. So don't bother calling us. We're, we're you know, you don't have an agent, so we we can. This is the only way we can talk to you. So hey, we're we're out, you know. So." This is kind of the knock of not having an agent, too, at the same time, because those teams don't even know who to call or what the hell are they dealing with? Are they picking up the phone and it's mom? And now they've got to tell mom how much they 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 think their their her son has holes in his game. Well, and that's a that's that's got to be an uncomfortable. Say, I know that the NFLPA apparently is helping. I don't know how they're helping. I'm not exactly sure. Sh- that's a story you should write about. Yeah, well, believe me, I got plenty on the list. I, I think 
Eric, that, how how is the NFLPA helping him specifically? What are they? Who is in the NFLPA helping represent him or guide him or something? Well, I'd love to know because this is this is the other asinine thing this kid has done, bro. Because you and I know we've been at this a long time. Two years ago, okay or three years ago, right after that MVP season, a year later, right. that agent would have had, on that third year of his deal, that agent would have had his new deal done. Done. Well, History. It, Over. It matters that he doesn't have an agent because Derek DaCosta flat out said that in, at the combine when we were all talking to him. He said, look, it makes it more uncomfortable. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he said basically it makes it more uncomfortable because you can't say things to a player that you would say to an agent. And it's true. I mean, it's obvious. You know, of course, it's obvious. It's true. I mean, I, I think if you are Lamar Jackson, and let's say you get a month, maybe six weeks down the road here, and nobody's making you an offer anywhere near what you want, it's time to go to the Ravens and say, you know what? Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. You were right. I couldn't get the money anywhere. Let's move forward. Because if that deal doesn't come, if none of these teams are willing to give you what you'd like, what what is your alternative? To play out on the tag? That That's dumb. Just sign the contract that Baltimore has been trying to get you to sign. Now, if you can get the contract elsewhere, God bless. Take the money and run. But if you can't do that by, let's say, the draft, then it's time. Then it's time to sit down with Eric DaCosta and say, all right, Let's work out a deal that's good for both of us. I think I, kind of, I kind of feel like he has the blinders on. You know that? I think he has the blinders on. I think he's in his own echo chamber with his mom and his family. No, no, you, you deserve, you know, guarantees. And I think he's kind of living in his world. And I'm afraid that that's the case. And I don't think that he's in the reality that some of these teams might be looking if, at. We'll see. I, if I, I just don't know who's going to be crazy enough to make the move that he wants them to make. Two first-rounders and a fully guaranteed contract. I, I just, you know. I know there are people that would say, well, he could play it out and he'd go to free agency. And if he gets free agency, maybe he gets contract. I mean, maybe. But let's be real with this. Like, you're losing money every year that you're him and you're sitting here without a long-term contract. You're losing money and you're risking a fortune. Right. And like, what happens if this year he plays on the tag and he's hurt again or they don't want a playoff game? It's not helping. Like right. if I'm him and he doesn't get an offer, I would go to the table with Baltimore, but will he, I don't know. That's the question. That's a question. And by the way, this year hurt his value. Yeah. This year, again. By, by playing this final season on this deal, it hurt your value because you didn't put up the numbers, you didn't win the games, and then you ended up injured on top of all of that. And so it really ends up making you look bad. A lot of drives ended with field goals because you could not get them into the, into the end zone. All these kind of things ended up hurting you because you kind of gambled on yourself. And by the way, by being on the tag this year, Baltimore has very little wiggle room to improve the team. And so that's not helping either. Like, 
And I know there are other guys who run these big number deals, but yeah, those guys have that long-term security. So at least they have that. At least they have this, this huge amount of money. Like Lamar doesn't have long-term security and he doesn't have a team that can get better around them because he's got the worst of both worlds. Like now, now great. He's getting 32.4 million. I mean, no, nobody's crying over that, but for him, as weird as that sounds, you should get more than that. You be getting paid right. more than 30. I mean, Daniel Jones has got 40 million a year. Yep. Okay. Like, Lamar Jackson is not getting the money he should be getting. And if he doesn't get an offer, fully guaranteed, by May 1, if I'm him, I'm trying to get a deal done as soon as possible. Get a locked in. I, I think a holdout's coming. I think he's not going to sign. He's not going to sign the uh, the tender. And so he'll be able to hold out. And uh, And I think he's dead set on you know, on who he is and what he deserves and that he deserves more than Deshaun Watson. And and I, I think he's using that as a crutch. And the rest of the league is trying, not just the Ravens, but the rest of the league is basically telling you, hey, yo, dude, that was dumbass Cleveland. The rest of us are not doing that stupidity. You know, that kind of that, that kind of shit is going on. Plus, you know, it, it's I love when people use the Daniel Jones thing. Well, Daniel Jones got 40 million a year. Why isn't Lamar? Well, the Giants were in a desperate situation. Yeah. So they they had they wanted to keep both Saquon and him. But the only way they could do it is to agree to a contract with, with Daniel, which by the way, I think it's a bad contract. I'm not a Daniel Jones guy. I think he's mediocre to average at best. But Brian Dable thinks, you know, he can make him more. And at the same time, it allowed them to keep Saquon and keep him off the market. And that's why they did it, because they were in a unique situation that they had to figure out a way, a desperate way. But again, desperate teams do stupid things. And that's kind of what the Giants did, just like the Raiders a few years back with John Gruden did a really stupid contract. You know, these things happen, man. Teams make stupid deals. You know, the Dolphins years ago, they signed Indomitian Sioux to a Back then, it's like the kind of contract that you give uh, the dude from the Rams. What's his name? Uh, Aaron Donald. And, you know, you made it sound like Sue was Aaron Donald type or Warren Sapp type, that he was going to change your entire defense when he wasn't that kind of defensive tackle in the first place. But the stupid contract that you, you know, use to you think it's going to game change your entire franchise. I actually Stupid teams do desperate things. And that's what the Giants yeah, did. It's funny. I actually, um, I have a piece coming out tomorrow on SI about desperate general managers and how free agency is like the biggest trap in the world. And one of the teams I use as an example with the 2013 Dolphins with Donnell LRB and Mike Wallace. Yeah, there you go. Fortune. It did not work out. Um, oh. But, you know, but honestly, God, I, I ripped them when they signed Mike Wallace. Like, that guy was never a number one in any time zone. In he ran any straight year. down the field really fast. That's it. Yeah, was He's it. a number three, bro. That's it. A yeah. number three. He's he's basically what, like, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is now. Just like, right. hey, man, you can go down the field, which is fine. But, like, that's not – yeah, you're not paying that guy a fortune. Um, It's just – look, I would tell everybody on here, because the next time I, I'm on the show – we're going to be like approaching the new league year. It's going to be like hours away, but we've already had the crux of free agency because of the tampering period. I'm assuming a lot of people here are Dolphins fans. I'm sure others as well. But if your team doesn't sign 
a ton of guys. If your team isn't the winner of free agency, you're probably in good shape. The teams that go out and spend $400 million in the first two hours of free agency, it's not good. It's typically no. not a good thing. That means your roster stinks, you haven't drafted well, and your GM knows he's about to get fired. That's what that means. Like, not, show me the team that's drafted well the last five years. It's like, you know what? Spend it all on free agency. Not doing that. You're not doing that. Maybe you get a, one guy. You're not going out and signing four or five guys. If you're doing that, it's because your roster stinks. Uh, um, there's no doubt. Uh, by the way, uh, what's going to happen with uh, your Chiefs? Are, are they going to give Jones that deal? I think they – in fact, I know they would like to extend Chris Jones. Um, the question is going to be how much is it for. You know, my thought would be he's clearly going to have to be paid right behind Donald as that second guy at that position. Isn't, isn't that what the report is, that he wants money yeah. right under Donald? Is yes. that what it is, right? Yeah. And I've, I've done some work on this. I, I My feeling going into it was like 25 a year seems pretty fair, considering that he's going to be, you know, in his, in his 30s here soon. He's 29 next season. But I think the number's got to be higher. I think the number's got to be higher than that. So do you get to $28 million a year? I think that might be around the ballpark. Um, maybe around 70 guaranteed. I think that's that's probably what you're looking at. I do believe they will get it done. Now, will it be done next week or will it be done in July? I, you know, It depends on different timetables, but I think that's real. Um, look, they cut Frank Clark. They did not tag Orlando Brown, which shocked a lot of people. But from my understanding, while they would actually like him back, they just weren't going to go above a certain amount of money. They weren't going to do it. And so I think they're looking at it, and there's a lot of tackles in this class, and that that might be a way they go. Maybe they go stopgap. But one thing about Brett Veach, and we saw with Tyreek Hill, they have a number, and they're not going over it for anybody outside of Patrick Mahomes. So, Man. you know, that that's what they believe. And it's, it's worth I know, but that dude is, that dude's a difference maker, bro. Like, hey, he's not bad. Holy shit, bro. Like that guy, he 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 just he can wreck your entire offensive day. You know, that's yes. that's what that kind of dude is. I mean, that is one impactful mofo. I, I don't know how you replace him. I don't oh, I, I don't think they know either. Look, they they've paid two guys under Brett Veach, two guys into their 30s, Patrick Mahomes and Travis hmm. Kelsey. Chris okay. Jones is going to be the third guy. Because yeah. what Those all three have in common? They're all going to Canton one day. Yeah, they're That's all it. centerpieces. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I mean, as great as Tyree Kill is, and he is, Tyree Kill, I think, also might join them in Canton. Okay. They always felt like offensively, you have Mahomes and you have Andy Reid. And so you're always going to be able to piecemeal and you still had Kelsey. Don't get me wrong, they wanted Tyree Kill. But when it got to a certain number, I think they felt like they couldn't do it because they had to pay other guys. There, Chris Jones is different than all those guys because on defense, there's no Mahomes helping him. Like, well, he is their Mahomes on defense. So yes. I do expect that they will absolutely pay him. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's one that they definitely – All right, so are you finally believing that the Dolphins are staying with Tua? Because, you know <laughs> – Yeah. 
I, I'm not. I've not been somebody who's denied that. Yes, I. I do. I. I think if you're the Dolphins, it's just about his health. Like he showed last year, he can play. I. It just can he stay healthy? That they should spend the entire offseason looking for anything that they possibly can to help him stay healthy. Different helmets. That's what they're doing. That's, that's what it. they're doing. Yeah. Right. That's and, that's, and that's all they should be doing. That's yeah. it. And, and what they are looking for is a backup quarterback. Which they should be one that well. one that is probably uh, they're probably looking for somebody with more experience than Skyler because yes. they probably don't want to put the youngster in that position because he's probably not ready yet. He yeah. showed something, but he's still a developmental guy. That's the quarterback that they're looking for. They're not they they have never been looking for anybody <laughs> to unseat to uh, or to replace him or to move on from him. But I'm sure. They are looking for an Andy Dalton or a Gardner Minshew or, Sam you know, Dalton. someone of that ilk to be the backup quarterback just to kind of keep things afloat because the kid has had an injury history. That's it. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. I think Miami, and I agree with you. I, I think, look, if you're the Dolphins, like Sam Darnold makes sense. I'll give you a guy who I, I don't love in Miami because if you ask to play, I think you can win games with him. It's Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I like him too. Like Heineke's the kind of guy. I, 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 I like uh, Minshew, Dalton, or Heineke. Get me okay. any of those three, and I think they're perfect backups. I agree. Because, first of all, all of them have the temperament to do it, which is important. Right. Like, people people all the time will look at quarterbacks and go, I want the best guy in the market as my backup. No, you don't. You don't. Because, like, if you bring in Baker Mayfield to be your backup quarterback, you think Baker Mayfield's just going to be happy to sit there and hold the clipboard? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna open his mouth at one point. What's yeah. the start? He wants to play, and it also becomes hard. Like, if and, and that's not a knock on him, but it's just reality. Like he's he's a guy who still thinks he can play as a starter. Darnold, we might be getting past that point. We are past that point with Dalton, and I think Heineke's willing to accept the fact that he's a marginal starter. And Minshew too. I think Minshew can can handle the backup spot too with no problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, absolutely. He's done it. So you can do those things with those guys. Whereas if you bring in a guy like who's a, who's a starter, it, it, it gets weird. It gets weird. Like those guys don't want to be there in that capacity. And that makes it much more difficult. Yep. I'm with you there. All right. Uh, what are you working on in Sports Illustrated? So uh, folks can uh, check you out. Yeah. Got a, <clears throat> my, in, in fact, free agency grades just went up like an hour ago. And if free agency hasn't even started yet, but we started grading some of these contract extensions as well. Um, also have a piece coming tomorrow on what we talked about with free agency and how teams are way too desperate. And so I laid out a whole bunch of examples there. And I think it's coming out Friday, my piece on Aaron Rodgers, talking to people in the league. If you were Joe Douglas, what would you offer the Packers? And I think some of the answers are going to surprise people. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Verderam and catch his work now at Sports Illustrated, baby. Matt, as always, appreciate you immensely, man. We'll talk down the line, my friend. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you, sir. There you go. The great Matt Verderam. We step out of the huddle.